for God so loved us that he gave us his only begotten son. Only begotten, meaning birthed? We'll find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey friends, we are in a study on the book of Hebrews. So I want to encourage you to get your Bibles out, digital or analog, and go to Hebrews chapter 1. We're going to look at the Christology, the study of Christ's nature. It's going to be an awesome study, but not just all up here. We're going to bring it down and see how that has effect for all of us. I want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org and download our Bible study guides. We know Hebrews can be a little bit of a difficult book, but those study guides can help you, and they immerse yourself into the verse. That's why we call the show Inverse. And inside the Inverse studio, we have in their chairs, we have Hello. Israel, Sebastian, and Callie. Hey, guys. Aloha. Hi. Welcome, welcome. Uh, for a couple of weeks, we've been looking at the, the, the context of Hebrews. That was a great episode on why and to what occasion Hebrews was written. And then last week we looked at the theology, the main message of, of mm-hmm. Hebrews. So now after all that talk, after all that blabber, we're actually going to get into God's Word and go to <laughs> chapter 1 and read. And I think verse 1 through 4 is probably one of my most favorite verses in all of Scripture. Very, mm-hmm. very lofty, very, very profound. One of the great Christological passages of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to say that with a British accent. You do. Uh, and uh, just so we can juice a lot out there and then and then some yep so um israel if you can read verses one through four but oh, actually before you read if sebastian can pray for us sure and uh, we never want to read scripture without without the holy spirit's power so amen let's, let's pray heavenly father we bow before you lord in gratitude uh, recognizing that we are reflecting on things that are too wonderful for us mm. and yet we have the privilege to be here with all those who are watching to be able to dive deep into your word specifically on the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Father, we understand that we cannot even begin to scratch the surface of how wonderful and amazing he is, but we pray that you would put words in our mouths mm-hmm. that would inspire others to love Thanks, him Lord. and to respond with devotion and complete surrender mm-hmm. is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Chapter 1 of Hebrews, verse 1 through 4. Please, Israel. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Yeah, awesome. Man, this is just one of those like, ah, you know, like these, <laughs> right. these, these, these uh, opening remarks. Uh, many ways very different from any other of the, the letters of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that we, we discussed in the previous episode that this is, it's, it looks like it was a sermon format, yeah? Mm-hmm. And man, that is an introduction <laughs> to a sermon. <laughs> right. Um, and in other parts of Hebrews, Paul later says, we don't have time. Well, well because of lack of time, I, I cannot speak of Barak. And, and he's talking about lack of time. Well, if you're writing a letter, why, why are you lacking time? <laughs> uh, but maybe, maybe 1230 
Sunday's coming up and the potluck time coming up, so you gotta <laughs> you gotta wrap it up kind of thing. <laughs> so um, sermon motif probably most likely was. But Callie, mm-hmm. when you read a passage like that, what what is what is your first impression uh, upon reading such lofty high Christology? <laughs> well, my first is kind of like I do um, in other Pauline epistles, mm-hmm. is to really try to remember, try to focus where the commas are, yes, where the different thoughts are, because it's punctuation. It's so it's so much in one sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, even if it's not a run-on sentence, you're like, just even just the first part, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. Mm-hmm. So in various times and various ways, God spoke in the past. And so it's even just, just each of these thoughts, because when it's one sentence, and not to be all grammatical about it, but when it's one sentence, it's supposed to be like one thought, but here's like, here's 17 thoughts in mm-hmm. one small package. Mm-hmm. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's easy to just be like, oh, the sentence is over. Okay, Jesus. Okay, moving on. So but, that was just a depending clause, right? Yeah, so yeah. It's just suspended there. And then so the main thought is that God is... <laughs> is speaking to us. Speaking to us okay. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 So he spoke in the past. <laughs> so in the, if we can connect this to the chapter, or not chapter, for with episode one, mm-hmm. I mean, they were despondent. I mean, they were getting persecuted. Like, is God still with us? And here, uh, right at the beginning, the endurance uh, episode. So right at the beginning, right when the gate opens, he's like saying, God spoke to us at various times in the past. Yep. God was with us. And you know what? God's still with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's still speaking. And you know what? Not just another time, he's spoken to us in the best way. Correct. Mm-hmm. In Jesus Christ. And and this and this is kind of the the first thing that you see as we talked about, you know, in the previous episode about Jesus being better. Mm. And he starts off by saying that he's a better revelation than the prophets, right? They mm. loved Moses. They loved Elijah. Yeah. They loved Elisha, mm. right? And these were, this was the man of God. Mm. This was the thus say of the Lord. And he's like, yeah, he spoke to you in different ways at different times. But in these last days, so the time context gives you the fact that God saved his supreme revelation for the time in which the stakes were the absolute highest mm. in which the minutes were running out. So if you didn't get it through Elijah, if you didn't get it through Moses, Zephaniah, Hosea, Ezekiel, Daniel, guess what? I saved the best for last. And now this is it, right? If you reject this revelation and me speaking through him in these last days, then there, there's nothing else I can say. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it almost takes you back to, you know, Isaiah 5, where God says, what more can I do to my vineyard? that I have not done to it, mm-hmm. right? He's like, judge between me and them. Like, there's nothing else I could have done. Mm-hmm. And that's what Christ, as a supreme revelation, his own son, mm. is is really starting off the book to say, hey, before I even get to any other words, this is the supreme revelation mm-hmm. through Christ. Mm-hmm. He also, I, I appreciate in verse two, <laughs> says that <laughs> has in these last days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you think about it, like what? The last days? So Jesus coming was the last days? Mm-hmm. And that's a phrase that you find in scripture that yeah. all throughout the Old Testament, you know, from Genesis all the way to, to Malachi, it's pointing to the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the, the, coming of the Messiah would happen in the last days, and yeah. boom, Jesus comes, and so we're living currently in the last days. Yeah. I know and now in our context, when you think of the last days, we're thinking of, you know, the Antichrist and Revelation and Jesus isn't coming, but this entire era, we're still living in the last days. Yep. I mean, I, I'm not trying to play, play parse words here, but he's giving special emphasis on the sacredness of the times that we're living in. Yes. Right? Too often we're just like, yeah, I'm just living and we're just living in another part of time in, in Earth's history. It's another part of America. Man, 
know, I wish I was living like in Reformation times, or I wish right. I was living like in like Israeli times, or I wish I was the coming like you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's it's placing uh, sacredness in the current time that we're in, mm. and in in Earth's history, every time God is working with. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Israel. What, and I love I love what you're bringing out here, uh, Justin, because out of all the books that are in Scripture, this 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 wasn't my favorite, but it's become one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, that's always happening when yeah, we study see? the book. Yeah. Becomes yeah, awesome. because um, <laughs> because you know we're we're I'm a Seventh Day Adventist, and something critical to the name of my faith mm. has to do with time, mm. the time in which we live. Adventists awaiting the soon coming of Jesus, and then the seventh day Sabbath, which is a sanctuary in time. And so, out of all the books in Scripture, I think Hebrews is one of the most Seventh Day Adventist books in Scripture. Mm. <laughs> Right, and it does point out the fact that there is a certain element to the sacredness of time, because th this this uh, book more than any other book applies to the challenges that we face as individuals today, and that's why previously I said, and I said again, that that. I love the fact that this is an obscure, unidentified group of people that he's mm -hmm. preaching to, because it applies more clearly to me, and it mm -hmm. applies more mm -hmm. clearly to you. You know, in a previous episode, I think Callie was saying, you know, do not neglect the assembling of yourselves together. Well, he's saying that within the context of sacred time, mm -hmm. right? Especially as you see the Son of Christ approaching. Mm -hmm. In other words, times will become more and more and more difficult. That's what's happening with mm -hmm. this with this Hebrew uh, mm -hmm. uh, church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Times become becoming more and more and more difficult. And it seems that human nature, when things become harder, we will begin to drift away, right? We'll neglect to leave little by little. And he's saying, no, 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 do the opposite because God is intensifying his revelation. Mm, right. He's no longer using prophets. He's now using Jesus himself, God himself, right. to proclaim to you what you need in order to have strength to live in the times in which we're living mm -hmm. in. You know, this mm -hmm. is, and, and this is such a huge point, right, that you just brought out, that God is intensifying his revelation. Because you think about the fact that Jesus is described in terms of who he sends and who he's speaking to, in verse three, it says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. So God is essentially choosing a person who is not only able to communicate the ideas that he wants to say, but who actually embodies those ideas. Mm. You know, as a speaker going into different countries, there's always a difference between people who interpret for me as I'm speaking, who communicate clearly what I'm saying, but their demeanor and their energy is completely different from mine. So yeah. here I am, I'm a very, I talk with my hands, right? So I'm like, God is calling, right? Da, 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 da. And the person's like, doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo, and they're just staring out and you're just like, and the people are looking at them because yeah. that's where they understand. But here you see Christ <laughs> is like, I come from the very bosom of God. So I'm gonna say it, not just what exactly he's trying to say, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna communicate it with the same pathos. I'm gonna have the same energy, the same spirit, the same motive, the right gestures as if God himself were saying it. Mm -hmm. And there would be no difference no gap there mm -hmm. between them. I'm reminded of what uh, Israel, either you said it or you will say it, uh, is that in <laughs> verse verse two, verse three, is that Jesus is the, the godness of God. Right. Oh man, that was just, that stuck in my brain. Uh, in verse three, they use it the, in, in English, it says the express image of his person. Uh, in Greek, it's the word karakter. 
Yeah. And these ancient artisans would make these either jars or dishes or whatever, and they take out a tool, and this tool was called a caractere, and then they'd turn it upside down, and they would take this caractere, and then while the clay was soft, they would put an image, an express image, on that, on that, on that vase, and it would demarcate that this vase was created by you know, if it was me, JK, or, right. you know, stylizing and whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, eventually through the years, it wasn't the, the tool, the actual mark became. So eventually through the years, this jar had this little mark on it, and it wasn't the tool, but the mark was the express image of the qualities of the creator. Mm-hmm. And then it just it shows that Jesus is that mark on this earth, or in, actually see, in, in all of us, right? Yeah. Yes. Jesus is the character of God, the express godness of God. I, I just right. love, love that yeah. point. He's the essence of God, and, and, and this is something that is critical because later on we're going to talk about what it, he means to be the son or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But but Jesus is the 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 essence of God. You and I we might have the image of God. God created us in His image, but He is the essence of God. And I think this is what kind of differentiates us from Christ, mm-hmm. right? That He is God Himself. We're just an image of that. Yeah. Hold a thought. I mean, these we're getting lofty, awesome themes. When we come back, we're going to look at the godness of God in the Son of God. So stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. We are in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, one of the four great Christological passages of the New Testament. So, guys, uh, we've been looking at Jesus, the Creator, Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the Express Image, and we're looking at the Godness of God. Yeah, I just love that. Yeah. <laughs> that is found in Jesus. And, and, and the reason why this is important is because Paul is going to then break down the significance of what this these four verses yeah, mean, right? Awesome. This is like the thesis of his whole sermon. And then he's going to say, this is why this is important for you in the days in which you live. Yeah, so let's break it down. Let's keep on going. Verse 3 and verse 4 and 5. Uh, so four, four. so when, you, when you look further there in verse 3, he now begins to say, not only is the express image, you know, of my person in glory, but mm-hmm. it says he upholding all things by the word of his power. Mm-hmm. So here he just kind of puts this sort of aside, right? Like, oh yeah, he's the express image and he's upholding all things by the word of his power. Yeah. So you're also- one, of the more, one, one attribute of Jesus. Exactly, yeah. it's like to me where the Bible says in creation where it's like wow. he made the sun and the moon and he made the stars also. Right, right. Like the 200 billion galaxies. <laughs> the greatest understatement in all, 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 all history. Yeah, all scripture. <laughs> and so here it's like, oh, he upholds all things. So clearly he has ability, Yes. right? And yes. the ability to uphold reality, right? You're talking about the person who upholds reality is the person Person I'm sending to communicate to you. Yes. So I'm going to send the person who is so acquainted with every detail of reality and every broadness and cosmic dimension to be the person to sit down and to articulate yeah. this for you. Yeah, it's funny, like, he you know, he's upholding things by the word of his power. I mean, as you said, he, all reality subsists because of he's speaking. Yes. And he's speaking to us. So what's going to be, what's going to be your reaction? We're like, well, I want to listen. Yeah. I, I, I want to pay attention to this. Yeah, Amen. awesome. Okay, keep going. He, he continues on and says he uh, purged our sins, mm. um, sat down at the right hand of majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. I think what kind of comes out to me in these passages mm. is just how overwhelming 
Jesus is, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 what's 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 amazing is that he, you know, the Bible describes him as a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, right? It, it describes as someone who's got no beauty in him that men should desire him, mm. and yet packaged in this in this person of Jesus, you r literally have the image of God given wrapped up in, in, in the wrapping paper of humanity and presented to you and to me as a gift for salvation, mm. right? Sitting down on the right hand of the throne of God. Why? Not to elevate himself, not to regain control of the kingdom that he had momentarily uh, placed in someone else's hand, but simply existing as the great God of the universe later on, simply existing to ever live to make intercession for us. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of like the greatest introduction. It makes me, when I read this, it makes me want to worship God. Mm -hmm. Amen. And, yeah, and he's, he, he's going to emphasize of all the angels out there. And back then, the, that audience respected angels. They, they, the supernatural was something that was nebulous. And right. you, know, you, 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 didn't, you didn't mess with that stuff. Yeah. And here, Jesus is much, much better, which is, in many senses, a, an audacious statement. Absolutely. Yeah? And here, a human being that they had all had become witnessed and they saw is now better than all these supernatural beings around them and now has obtained even a better name. And again, we see the word better and the word mm. more. We see comparatively. Kelly, why is the, the eternal deity of Jesus... I mean, this this is this is awesome to preach about, awesome to talk about, awesome for theology. How does that impact regular day life for us? Well, I think we have touched on it a little bit, maybe on the last two episodes. But like, how can you believe in Jesus if he isn't all these things? Mm. Like, what does, if Jesus is just a human? If Jesus is just a good teacher? If Jesus mm. is just a really obedient person who loves God? Then like. He's cool, but he can't do anything for mm -hmm. us. Right. And so if G but if, if Jesus is the sustainer of the universe mm. and if Jesus is the one that purges our sins mm. and if Jesus is the one who has the name that is above all names, then he can do all the things that we say he can. Mm -hmm. And so it does, you know, that's why I'm also I don't talk a lot on these episodes cuz I'm like this is beautiful. My brain doesn't work this way. <laughs> but <laughs> but it it does have practical ramifications. Mm -hmm. And having those things and not just cross-stitching them on a pillow be like that's so cool to think about I'm going to go on my merry way and live as if those things are not true mm. but when we see these things we don't need to just marvel at how beautiful they are but we need to live our lives like Jesus sustains me all the time not just on the weekends not just when I ask him to not just when I really feel it but like always mm -hmm. and he purges my sins and he has the name mm -hmm. that is much above Israel or Sebastian or Callie or Justin like there's his name is special mm -hmm. because he is special mm -hmm. amen you know I, I that's what I love about our team uh, <laughs> we have we have a we're all so different but there's a nice balance and and scripture does this scripture gets into the theory scripture gets into it the does, theology 100%. we do have a tendency to downplay the theology sometimes but I mean it's it's just as important that theory that theology is there, mm -hmm. but it doesn't. It doesn't stop there, and I think that's what we we are criticizing people mm -hmm. who stop theology just in that ivory tire experience. And there's always a practical element. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, our modern contemporary religion is, hey, let's just get to the practical. Tell me what I got to do. But yeah. by doing that, you not only bypass the intellectual component of of the theory, but also the beauty of the theology is is bypassed, mm -hmm. and that's what's really appreciated by by the soul at the end of the Amen. day. Amen. Yeah, and I I'm kind of upset that we use this word again, but if you buy Bifurcate the theology, Bifurcate. Yeah. <laughs> the theology and Split, the practical. Separate. Thank you. Better. I just feel like because I'm talking to you, 
you on this show, I need to okay. use the word. I feel compelled, but <laughs> I'm annoyed at the same it. time. Anyways, is again, because I don't, my mind doesn't naturally go that way when I read theology, even if I read Hebrews to like, too quickly or too to my natural inclination, I'm kind of like, hey, okay, okay, where's the, let me find something. Like, I just like to skip over yeah. the, the artistry. I yeah. like to skip over the poetry. But the practicality is informed by the basis of the theology. So even if, yeah, maybe every single verse in Hebrews, you're not like, I don't immediately know how to apply that or how to view God differently, but it's creating a picture that leads to practicality. Right, right, right. And right. so both of them That's are right. incomplete. You can overemphasize either one. Yes, yes. Um, and so both of them need, you need to under, to really know how to be practical, you understand the yeah, theology, yeah, yeah. and for theology to do anything, it has to be practical. And if it's complete, you, you said something that if I inc have an incomplete understanding of theology, I will have an incomplete experience. experience. 100%. And this is what too many, they want a microwave devotional life. I yeah. want that one like, verse, tell me what to do. and I want to read one page, <laughs> and I'll know exactly what God wants me to do for my life. But sometimes yeah. there's the rigor and the complexity you have to get through it, yeah. especially when it comes to Hebrews, which is answering the life's greatest question, how to endure through the suffering of life. You yeah. can't have a microwave uh, answer yeah. for that. Yeah, just have faith. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Well, yeah, <laughs> the, the, and what, what, what Paul seems to be addressing here is the fact that we've made Jesus too much like us. We've transformed mm -hmm. God into the image of man. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus was just a guy with that long hair and a beard, you know, yeah. and wore brick and stocks. And it's like, that's who Jesus has become, right? <laughs> that's right. And, 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 what, and, what, and what Paul is saying is like, no, 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 no. This guy who just looked like he had a little white robe and a little red thing across his, you know, chest, that person that you call bro or dude or hey man, he is God himself. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and what I'm about to do to you is I'm going to prove to you <laughs> the importance and the significance of that. Yeah. He's not just this common guy whom we, we come and we just humanize Jesus, right? Mm. And he says, no, the, 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 the person that you're referring to had pre-existence in heaven mm. itself, mm. you know, mm. through him. He, he's not just all the words that scripture use. Mm -hmm. Simply, he, he's not that. He's actually, he's he's the culmination of that. He is he is not just words. He is the word. Mm -hmm. He is not just like God. He is God. Mm -hmm. And then he's and then that's that's the point. That's the, the the logical point that he's trying to make. And he's saying there is significant. There's a reason why this is important. And let me prove that to you. And he goes on to do that after this. Mm -hmm. Amen. Let's go to verse five here, if we can, just to move mm -hmm. along. Verse five. The Bible says, "For to which of the angels did he ever say?" You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be to my father, and he shall be to me a son. We have a father-son relationship here. Okay. So we've extolled God. Yes, he is deity. He is the upholder of worlds. He created all things. He sits on the, the right hand of the father. He is better than the angels. But then father-son, explain this dynamic for us. It was we I, At the opener of the show, I mentioned that uh, John 3.16. Uh, and we, a lot of people have a hard time on understanding the only begotten was he born yeah Israel. so first of all you can see now he's beginning to build this case right mm -hmm. he's better jesus point number one is jesus is better than the angels mm -hmm. and he uses this term of being begotten which by the way uh to the, what you know when you when you talk about being the son of god he doesn't necessarily mean that he was born of god mm -hmm. right like you have for example uh the disciples that were called the sons of thunder they mm -hmm. weren't born out of thunder you know boom oh there's you know john mm -hmm. so it means that they had the <laughs> that's good that's good yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it means they had the characteristics of thunder yes, right yes and in that way 
way God had the the Son of God, He had the characteristics of God, yeah. and so He was God-like, He was godly, mm -hmm. He was God. And so that's the first thing that's critical for us to understand, that when the Bible calls Him the Son of God, it doesn't mean that He was born of God, it means that He has the characteristics of God. Mm -hmm. Also, you realize that there is this um, promise, right, when you jump down to verse 8, and it says, but to the Son, He says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. So this is beckoning back, right, to these sort of Davidic promises so that the sonship is also a royal title, right? We see that Christ in the Gospels, right? He was called the Son of Man. He was called the Son of God. He was also called the Son of David. Mm -hmm. So we see people coming say, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy upon me. So being the Son of David was that inheritance that God made a promise that I will always have someone sitting upon your throne. And that Jesus as a descendant was fulfilling that, but of course, he's on the right hand of God, right? So his throne is way higher than David's throne. And so I think that this, this uh, sonship title should be, uh, it should be regarded as a title than so much a relationship dynamic like between him and thing. the father. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Kelly? Yeah. I was just gonna say it's not, and it's not a physical thing. Like, he wasn't born of God's womb. Like that's not, <laughs> no. Yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I, I think again, kind of we've talked, we've kind of talked about this before, of like there's a Hebrew mindset and there's different things. And just because we think a word means something, language is a social construct. Mm -hmm. And so just because like this word means this to me, that's what it means. That's a very self-centered way of thinking about mm -hmm. how things work. So it's it's a good idea. I love the the sons of the sons of thunder. <laughs> yeah. um, and even like Jesus, like you are of the father, the devil. He wasn't saying the devil was pregnant with them. Like right. that's not what he's saying. He's talking about something else. So right. I think it's it's great mm -hmm. to see those other contexts. It's also alluding to the messiahship of God, prophetically mm -hmm. speaking. You know, like you have when Jesus was baptized, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Referencing the son, meaning that when he was baptized, he was anointed as the Messiah. Mm -hmm. You have when Jesus was resurrected, Acts chapter uh, 13, verse 33, it alludes to his begottenness. And then in Matthew, Mount of Transfiguration, alluding also to the begottenness of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. More than big, a big show or some big visual uh, special effect, it is the words of the Bible that cause us to kneel down and say, God, you're just simply awesome. I don't know, verses one through four, verse five, chapter one, uh, we really need to acknowledge in not in our only with our minds, but with our hearts, the deity of Jesus Christ. That's our prayer, to be humbled before this God and to know that He came in our human flesh and He comes to save us. The connection is possible. Hopefully that's your prayer out there. We want to encourage you to continue studying the book of Hebrews. It is a difficult book, but it is an awesome book. We'll see you next week as we continue and we go to chapter 2 on the human nature of Jesus Christ. God bless you.
You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.